Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am. Hi, guys. It's Nikki Glazer. It's the Nikki Glazer podcast. Hey, Noah. Hey. How's why, it going? Why do I feel like it's been so long since I've seen you? It feels like forever because it's been three weeks since yesterday morning in <laughs> my world. Is that when I saw you last was yesterday morning? Yeah. We did our pod yeah. after a day of not doing it and then a couple of days of right. not having a pod together. Right, that the 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 can I keep saying Cabo Cancun trip was it was weird to not have you. It was um, yet somehow someone wrote me and said, "Oh, you know they were talking about the live podcast." No, no, you wrote me and said you listened to the. I was like, who wrote me? <laughs> I get besties <laughs> confused with my legitimate people I know associated with the show. You had written me and said that you listened to the Cancun show and that you enjoyed it. So good. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that because honestly, no clue what it was like from our end. Yeah, it's always different. Like, I had fun. Experiencing it live from our perspective. And then I actually, because I didn't attend, I had no idea what happened. 
I, I got to listen to it as a bestie would, and I can't wait to oh, put this out. Okay, good. So good. We'll look forward to that on Thanksgiving. That will be um, the live episode we did from Cancun at the Just for Last Escapes uh, weekend, which was just a bunch of t- tons of comedy fans got um, tickets, like all-inclusive resort, and you just get to go see comedy shows all weekend. It was it was really fun. I wish I would have been able to like have more fun fun. But well, it was a lot of work fun. I loved seeing all the besties tag you in their Instagram posts and the videos yes. from the goddamn comedy jam mm-hmm. was, I mean, that was, that was insane, dude. What was it that was like, like for you? I didn't know it was going to be the best feeling I've ever felt in my life. It was like, um, cause if, uh, the goddamn comedy jam is a thing that's been going on for ages. It was started by, uh, comedian Josh Adam Myers, who's middle, who's, uh, initials are jam i don't know if he knows that but he started the goddamn comedy jam which is comedians do like a quick set and then they perform with an amazing band of these really just you know la musicians who are probably like studio musician guys that are just incredible live performers each just i I was up there and and uh, got to like do the the last song with everyone and that gave me the opportunity to kind of look around me and admire like how great these guys are at playing music and um and how just gr- what great performers they are while they're shredding which i didn't know if you could say shredding for a bass player <laughs> but you can yeah i was given permission to say that he shredded totally and um but yeah i was like i went to rehearsal right after the podcast and we were rehearsing in this space and i sang uh i would play guitar and they had a guitar for me there and i profusely apologized for my lack of skill and they're all these guys i've i've done blank space with them i think this is like my fourth or fifth time singing it they always do different comedy um festivals and they're always a fun show to jump on in addition to your stand-up shows at night and everyone parties and like the whole festival comes together for these shows and it's so fun because whether or not you can sing the band is so incredible that it makes you feel like a rock star and you sound like one too. And we, I always sing blank space and I never really like, um, I'd never played guitar and I asked them if I could and they were very gracious to let me and drown me out well enough that you couldn't hear anything. But I realized that if you have a big band with you, like you don't need to like actually play. You can just like, I almost air guitared it because people were like, you seemed like you, like you sounded so good. And I'm like, no, no, no. I, Every time I would fuck up a chord, like where my, because I had, I had, um, what are they called? Not gels, but dips, dip nails. You know, when you dip them in and they're powder dip? Yeah. And they're just like little bubbly bubble, like little um, caps on your, like M&Ms on your fingernails. Like they have like, uh, it's hard to play guitar with them, but they just dry faster than gels. They don't rip my fingernails apart as much as gels. And so... Well, gels dry the fastest because there's no dry, but they just, I just tend to get those instead, even though these time they truly rip my fingers apart and I lost a layer of fingernail. But um, I just, my fingering on the neck of the guitar was kind of sloppy. And every time I knew it wasn't going to be a good sounding chord, I would just like mute it with my palm. So like I just would, so I wouldn't make a bad note. I would just not play. And I realized I adapted in that moment there like there was it was the only time that I would ever have learned to do that because generally when I've played guitar live there isn't a band to carry me if I want to just mute it and make it sound like non-existent um 
And it's almost like with the singer going like, if they don't want to hit a high note, they like put the microphone out to the crowd and have them hit it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I loved it so much. It was so funny because that was the night that I found out my aunt died, which is um, thank you so much to everyone who wrote something to me or wrote a comment or just even thought of me. That is so sweet because I mean, it's my aunt. It's not my mom. It's not my dad. It's not my sister. It's not my immediate family. But um, it was my aunt Lynn, and we found. I found out like right after I had masturbated, I like put my phone back on like not midnight mode. You know the little moon that you put it on, so you don't find out people die while you're mid jerk um, from your dad. You don't get a text from your dad. That's generally why I don't do it. But I had just like finished, and I'm still like kind of in my own like. Computer open, slowly loading gifs of just just horrible things happening to women. And little did I know there was a, a horrible thing happening to a woman in Cincinnati because my aunt died. And um, my dad, I'm like naked with my vibrators in bed. And I read a text that, you know, Lynn passed away. And I was like, oh, God. And we we knew it was coming. And she was uh, she lost her son, her only son, um, JD, who was like my brother growing up. Um he died uh, at the age of 30 in like 2000, I want to say 14. And so it's been seven years of her just hating life because her son died. And so every time we would talk to her, I mean, she would have moments where her spirit was kind of lifted, but she was just wanting to die really badly, which is so sad. Um, that's the th- reason I don't want to have kids is because if something happens to one of them, then you're dead or you just don't want to exist anymore. That doesn't have to happen that way, but it generally like you don't sometimes don't have a choice. And that's the way she was for like seven years. Just didn't, she was a huge supporter of mine and would always write me really nice things. But it was very sad to see how much she missed my cousin JD and would like write to him on Facebook late at night. And like, you would just see her messages like appear on his wall of her, her like communicating with him. And honestly, thank God for that. I think that sometimes people could roll their eyes about people posting about, or either like two dead people, like writing comments on their posts after they've died or even writing a, a post about a person they lost and kind of writing to them in it. You can just go, Oh, this person's trying to get attention. Like, mourn like don't put it make it public I don't know the second I found out Lynn died I was just like I need I don't she was so alone when she died like I just want other people to know she existed and was a person who lived that was like vibrant and amazing and just just helped me I'm like very grateful that Instagram is out there even though there's so much of it that sucks and you can roll your eyes at people posting things like this because I'm like okay if I post about my aunt that means I have to post about my uncle I have to post like and that's not the rule or that people I was like people are going to unfollow me because if they see me posting about my aunt they're going to go like okay we have to every person in Nikki's life who dies we're going to get like one of these sad posts and it's like maybe but in that moment it was just what I needed um to is just to write something about uh her and feel like she her name like like some other people knew of her and like it was so nice to send that to my dad and who that's his his sister his only sister and for him to read all the things that you guys wrote underneath that like I know really touched him and so it was just like a it was just a a nice way to like grieve Noah have you I know you've taken to Instagram in the past for like when you lost Bruno your dog and just did it did it help you to 
how did did you find yourself doing things that maybe are out of character before you did them you w- yeah 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 that was very much out of character but it was so helpful to me because some of the messages that i got were so s- simple but very heartfelt and yeah. it was just something that really helped me and and i was i was really surprised by how much a stranger's comfort helped me like in that moment yeah. and i think that you were going through the same thing yes with, with that was it was like even like heart emojis from someone i've never heard of like the fact that someone took the time to go heart or like with their thumb boom 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 send like that was effort put towards me to make me feel special and loved and supported and even that little second like matters and um all those comments like really touched me and then it was kind of embarrassing because like i posted about it i did the podcast in the morning met everyone at the festival like was having so much fun and then went to go take a nap masturbate get ready for the show that night and then went back out and everyone had read my post and i was and everyone's just like nikki i'm so sorry and i hate like too much like nikki i'm so sorry like i didn't want i didn't even i didn't think i wanted that and in person it's just it's almost too much for me and i don't think i would have told anyone if i didn't have instagram um or maybe just fewer people but a lot of people came up to me and it was just like so sweet that people say kind things when you lose someone it's just humans can be so kind like just make you feel so good and i performed that night and i did a show and i didn't think it was affecting me i truly was just like you know what i've known lynn was gonna die for a while i was ready for this she can't live forever she's wanted to die for seven years she wasn't doing well but there was like almost speculation that she might have taken her life. And my dad was like, it's not confirmed yet whether or not. And although the coroner's report says it was natural causes, like, you know, we we don't know. Um, I think that it a lot of times suicide is just listed as like they just, you know, he's like the tox, you know, they ruled out drugs. And I'm like, why does Brittany Murphy's toxicology results take two months yet? My aunts took two hours <laughs> it's like i don't think they did all the tests that they could do like whenever a celebrity dies i remember anthony bourdain's his toxicology results took months to get back what was in his system so how can you rule out what was in my aunt's system um and natural causes what does that even mean anymore like she smoked cigarettes forever she drank a ton she was such a fun wild woman like she was so opinionated so sassy and brassy used to be like nikki you are never gonna find a man to love you with the way you eat no she'd go you're never gonna get dates and i used to be like i don't want dates like i didn't like boys when i was a kid so i would be like fine i'm gonna keep eating with my mouth open and she used to say but she was the first person i've told this before who was like nikki just said the funniest thing oh my god get in here because she, she was her she was aunt lynn to me and she hates the bug ants she's always hated ants and terrified of them and i was like but you're an aunt. And she was like, that is the funniest goddamn thing I have ever, get out of here. Nick, listen to what Nikki just said. One time, I used to go to Catholic school when I was kindergarten, first grade, or I didn't go to kindergarten, but no, I did go, I didn't go to preschool. Kindergarten, first grade, I went to Catholic school. And then I transferred to public once I moved to St. Louis. Um, and I remember my aunt Lynn asked me, like what my parents religion was or maybe she overheard me telling one of the kids that we were playing with they were like 
I just knew that when I went to Catholic school, I was Catholic. So I was like, oh, my parents were public now. I thought that was a religion. And she goes, that is the funniest goddamn. And I once saw her. She was the first person I ever saw put a tampon in. It was on a speedboat in Michigan. She just pulled her suit to the side and shoved one up in front of everyone. She was gorgeous. She always took credit for everything. Everything good about me, she would take credit for. My mom always says that Lynn would be like, Nikki has my legs. Nikki's got my sense of humor. You know, she got that from me. Nikki got her hair from me. Nikki got like anytime anything was good about me, it was in, in the, which is impossible to get any trait from your aunt. It's like a an offshoot that you literally can't get anything from because I mean, I, maybe I got it from the same place she got it, which was my grandma or gr- grandpa, but I don't get anything from my aunt. But my mom used to just sit there like, what? It, so I, I contributed nothing to this child. <laughs> and then um, the f- most famous story of my aunt Lynn and this is funny, but also kind of tragic was she was a big drinker and my parents used to like leave us. JD was like my best friend growing up. He died when he was 30 from alcohol related um, stuff. And again, inconclusive if he took his own life or not. But, you know, whether or not he was just, uh, you know, uh, uh, just succumbed to anxiety and, and depression and alcohol and super tragic but he was just like the nicest guy and I always tell Andrew that he really reminds me of JD like the way that we get along was the way that JD JD and I got along except that JD was like an older brother to me looked up to him a lot and we just hung out my whole childhood he was like my he was my brother um and we used to go over to my aunt Lynn's house and we used to quote unquote stay up all night that was our thing we would wake up in the middle of, we'd get up in the middle of the night which was probably like eleven forty-five, and we'd like go out and watch tv and watch beavis and butthead and singled out and like just you know mtv whatever it was on or comedy central um what's the one where they make fun of they sit in the chairs and you see all their silhouettes and they oh, make fun masterpiece of masterpiece the old movies uh no, no it's no, the oops. um Oh, uh, man, I know I, this. I know. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mystery Science Theater, yes. Yes. So we used to watch that. and But we used to always go over to my aunt and and my aunt would just like drink a lot and be on the phone with her friends and then like pass out drunk like in a room. And then we were just like eating candy and hanging out and having so much fun. And one night there was a tornado in Cincinnati. And the sky got really, it got really bright outside. All of a sudden nighttime, it was like 1145 and it became like daytime. And the sky was green and it was spooky. And then sirens started going off and we were like, what the fuck? And so we ran into my Aunt Lynn's room and she's, and we're like, Aunt Lynn, like, like shaking her, like, what do we do? There's a tornado. And she just kept going, it'll pass. It'll pass. <laughs> and we were just like, what the fuck? Like laying on her stomach in this waterbed, just like, it'll pass. And I remember the next day telling my parents about that and they thought it was so funny. Because, I mean, it's just, like, the most, like, you're on your own. It'll pass. And, like, yes, it will, like, over us. Like, it will pass. She's not wrong. But in the end, I just realized, like, I I guess I could have given her the same advice of, like, the pain she felt about my cousin. Like, it will pass. And now she's, like, she's out of pain. We're all, we all feel, like, a sense of relief that she's out of the misery she was in after he passed away. But I will say that doing the co- goddamn comedy jam... Being on stage that night was not the best thing for me because being able to talk, I just like went to some dark places and I was realized I was a lot sadder and like angry and just like bummed out. I was talking about how like in my family, I feel like sometimes we, we, if it's suicide in my like or mental illness in the past, especially like with my dad's dad and like just deaths that were kind of like, 
that happened pretty young. Was that really just like a heart attack or like what was that pills? Was that an overdose? Uh, like, was that suicide? I would like to know about mental illness in my family so that when I have weird thoughts or have my own struggles that I'm just like, oh, this isn't my fault. This is a thing. This is a, an illness. And it it makes it so I can, I don't feel, it would just be like a load off to know that this is just not my fault, you know? And so I think uh, I was kind of thinking, I was just sad that my aunt probably had something to do with her own death. She definitely did because she was such an addict and her health was just terrible and she wanted to go. But like I was, I was trying to, kind of haphazardly to make a joke about like it's as if someone having the same brain as my aunt and being like no she just died of natural causes don't look into it it's the same as like having a car that has an engine that explodes eventually you recall the car and you contact people that have the same car and you go hey by the way your engine might explode do you want to like take extra precaution you don't go it was that was just like because that car drove in that area that you don't even go to. So don't worry about it. Like, I want to make sure my brain doesn't fucking explode someday. It's nice to have these things and to talk about the root causes so that you can prevent it. But I will say that going on stage that night after I had a set that was like a little erratic, but for good reason, I performed the goddamn comedy jam and Andrew was filming me during it. And he said he's never seen me look so happy. And that's what so many people wrote me were like, you were just like the happiest we've ever seen you. And I truly like... I will. I love singing and uh, perform and playing guitar at the same time with a band and having a crowd sing the lyrics too to Blank Space. It was the best feeling I've ever felt. It was like it truly was. As someone who's performed in every single way possible, being on stage with other people and having the audience also like participating, it was just. It was just transcendent. It was awesome. It like it, it it taught me something about myself. I need more of it. So, let's get Andrew in here to hear his perspective. Andrew, are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. 
find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, Drew? What's up, Nick? Hey. <laughs> I was just talking about Goddamn Comedy Jam and um, how fun it was. Oh, man. And you, you, you got me to stick around later too, because I was going to go back after. Because Andrew Santino went to bed after. Uh, I went up first, and yeah. then he was like, "I'm going to go back," and I'm like, "I'll go back too." And then you were like, "I'm going to stay," and I'm like, "I'm going to stay." And yeah. thank God we did, because we got to go up at the end and sing together. I did not expect to go up in this bass or bassist or no, no, the keyboardist started yelling. He goes, "Get the get up there!" And I go, "No, I'm good, dude. This is her thing." He goes, "Get the fuck." Because it was everyone. It was Jim yeah, Jeffries, yeah. me, Jay Farrow, every comedian that had done a set at yeah. the end goes up on stage with Josh Adam Myers and the band and we sing um, Guns N' Roses. What was the song we sang? Uh, She's got a smile that it seems to Was it me. that one? Reminds, Reminds me, me of, of childhood, childhood Michelle. memory. And, what? I think, Sweet it's, called, of mine. I think yes. it's called My Michelle. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Sweet Child of Mine. 
Oh, yes, we child of mine. Okay. Yeah. My Michelle is well, like a French. Michelle, my belle. I could see that. So I almost let it slide because I go, I don't know the name. Sometimes you ever know when songs like. I know, but that's so far from Guns N' Roses. It'll be like Michelle, the song We Will Rock You or like I'm Blue and I'm Blue. And it's like, it's like uh, Addison's lie and you're like why would it be called addison's yes, lie just yes. call it blue abba dee abba da there's plenty of songs like that have so nothing i just to do go oh i guess that's michelle's song or whatever she said it was. they have a song called but, my michelle guns oh, okay. and roses i'm not sense. crazy you're not crazy i didn't think you were sorry andrew did um, i overreacted but it was I just fun it was very funny we were up on stage you you wanted to stage dive and i was like no 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 well josh adam myers stage dove yeah and then jim jeffries who I got to say was one of, I before I started stand-up, I was probably biggest fan of his. Wow. And it was funny. I told him, I was like, I saw you at the Fort Lauderdale Improv like 12 years ago. He's like, that's probably when I just moved here. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and that was like the whole conversation. <laughs> like, I wasn't, I was like trying to like navigate it where I wasn't fanboying. Bo- yeah. But like, while being like, I actually like real. Did he know you were a comic? I guess. Yes, yes, because I was introduced earlier in the day. But, uh, yeah, anyhow. But, yeah, so it was pretty surreal just dancing and singing the guns. And next to Jim Jeffries. And I look at Jim, and I was like, we jumping? And he's like, he puts the mic, he was like putting the mic down. I was like, dude, Jim's jumping? I'm jumping. And then he's like, no, I'll break my fucking neck. He told me afterwards, (laughs) he was like, I think I might have thought I was going to because I moved my phone to my back pocket. <laughs> or he, like, he was like, I, I definitely considered it because he th- he then asked me, are you going to do it? And I was like, no, because I didn't want to kick anyone in the foot, in the head with my shoe. Plus, you would have got groped. Let's be honest. It I would have enjoyed a little bit of touching <laughs> in that moment. But I did just go to the front row and just hug a bunch of girls that were there. And that was my version of that. Yeah. It was so sweet. It was fun, man. But I didn't want to, I was so worried that Josh Adam Meyer's stupid shoe was going to kick people in the face. I was like, what are you doing? Don't don't crowd surf because some people aren't paying attention. They're drunk and you get a shoe in the head. And he wears a boot that is made for kicking people in the face. Yeah. It's like a, a American history X. Yeah. It was like found underneath the, about that show the floor that at CBGB. Like oh, it yeah. just reminds me of oh like God, of a he's boot. So that's... rugged. <laughs> Even his stories are down here. He's like, I was doing cocaine in Mexico and a donkey ate my ass. I, and then I went up there and I sang Frank Sinatra's My Way. And his hey. voice is insane. Yeah. Like yeah. how low it is. And, and raspy. He's a, he's a really nice he's guy. So it was nice. so funny that someone in the band was wearing a shirt with his face on it. And it looked like a memorial shirt. Like it looked like the shirt he would make after he died. And I'm like, <laughs> just keep it because it's a matter of time. Wait, a shirt of Josh Adam Myers? Yeah, there? did you see it? It looked like this. It oh, was like no. this. Um, you know, there's pictures where there's there's shirts where it has someone's face on it. I even have one. And there's ones that look like, oh, that's a cool shirt mm-hmm. of like an artist. And there's ones that are like, that's we're celebrating that this person's no longer with us. <laughs> and and it looked like he should have the dates of when he lived above it. And I told the guy, just keep that. I feel like, like just do the You're gonna be able to do that born, at his funeral. Do the born date and a dash and we'll we'll fill it in later. We'll fill it in later. <laughs> Get some white out and write it in. No, Josh is doing quite well. He's, you know, he's been through a lot and yeah. been sober and gotten, you know, uh, he's clean now. But he looks like he's a guy that's lit, led a um, illustrious life. Yes. Um, yes. But that was a that was a fun show. And then you we killed went to- it. I mean, you had the band behind you. You have like the mannerisms. It's kind of like sometimes it's scary. Like, cause, you know, I watch you watch her and <laughs> then I see the practice. Then on stage, you have this thing where you. Where you go, 
It's like this, like almost Robotron, like 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 if Taylor Swift was a robot. Like, oh no, that's not no, good. No, no, no. But I'm tell I'm I'm making fun. F U N, you know. But but there's just something to it, like where you're just like you just you take her in, like yeah, I I, I embodied her up there. Like there are times when I can do I do impressions of people, obviously without knowing it, and I can just like sometimes I can really nail how someone is, and just being when you dress up like someone, it's much easier to do an impression of them. Mm. Um, and especially when you're standing playing guitar with a band, singing her song. Um, wearing like an outfit that she would wear, it was very easy for me to embody her and just be like, and just like doing the same things. But it actually came from a genuine place of like, oh, that's how I want to feel. And it got me, it wasn't me trying to be her. It was just like, oh, this feels natural right now to do these things. And you do have to put on a show in terms of with your face and like when you're singing because a lot of times you can just look like, oh, like so much of like performing is your face and uh, with comedy or with singing is your you body and your face it. and you totally forget mm-hmm. writing jokes all day in your notebook you don't write down what your face is gonna do or how you're the inflection you're gonna mm-hmm. use but like even her singing like um got a long got a long list of ex-lovers they'll tell you i'm insane she goes i'm insane <laughs> and instead of saying and my dad always tells me he goes why do you say i'm and i'm like because taylor does and i like that inflection because <laughs> oh, i'm an orphan yeah i'm <laughs> i'm an orphan i'm orphan annie uh yeah it, it, it yeah great. no you did nail it and uh it, it was, was so cool fun. to see um, we filmed it, or I filmed it. I don't know if you post. Oh yeah, you posted it somewhere. I posted on my stories, and people were writing the nicest stuff, so that meant a lot to me. But um, yeah, it was just because it's, it's not all a I song, do, dude. Like I always love how like when you do because like that that kind of for me, I would be like, what rock song? What's the fastest song? What's the? Because I'd be so scared that the audience wouldn't be. Into but it. you just do you. Well, and I that song that is song pretty, so much, yeah. and that song is so well known, and. And I just know it's good. And it's not that slow. Like even song. if he, so many people were afterwards like, I don't like Taylor Swift except when you sing it. And I'm like, no, you do like Taylor Swift. Yeah. You just don't know. It is a good. It, there's. It's not subjective. It's objective. She is a good singer songwriter. It's just there's no doubt about it anymore. It's not up for debate. It's like karaoke. You know, people will do like the slowest song. Oh, ever, that is and so I'm indulgent. Like... I hate that. <laughs> If you but if you have a band and you know that you can do it, I've yeah. practiced a lot. Like I wouldn't do a song just because I'm like, oh, it's a good song and I can sing it. I think that song that trip was awesome, by the way. That it was what? such it was so fast. Nick at JFL was oh so nice. Oh my god, nice. how much do we love Nick? And Nick the and his president. girlfriend listened to the show. Oh yeah. Hey Nick's girlfriend. Oh yeah, Ham Drip. What did she like? She Wait. liked something like that. Oh right, I could. Oh no, you it's her Wednesday. You know what it means. Oh That's yeah, Wednesday. She likes that. Wait, what? Who's he also the... told me some other thing that she told him to tell us. That was like a very show thing. It was so cute. But I, I've known Nick for so long. We and met the, in two thousand. Who's 2000- the president of JFL? Who was so uh, Bruce? Nice. Awesome. Oh my guy, god, man. so nice too. Just good people. Um, but Nick is a guy that works. Nick Brazow. He was a comedian, and then he got. You know, he started working with JFL, which is in Montreal. It's just for Laughs Comedy Festival. And he started working for um, them at, you know, probably lower level. And now he's like, you know, then he quickly became the comedy booker. But he was a comedian first. And I was talking to him about it because I remember when I first met him, he had probably been like a year or so out of doing comedy and just now booking it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how could you quit comedy? Like you were, you were getting gigs, you were working a lot. How could you ever not do comedy and like also, and work at it from this side of things? 
And I just never understood that. And I just told him the other night, I was like, I totally get it. Like, I totally get being maybe I don't know if that's his part point of view, but like secure enough. That's like I can let other people do it. I don't need to do it. But the thing I that is most important to me about stand up is that is the camaraderie and getting to hang out with the people that do it. Certain people, some are terrible, but like just being able to be backstage with Jim and Andrew and you and and the band and have and, and have those opportunities. Nick still gets those. And he he also is like the night the night we got in. We were hanging out with Nick, uh, Andrew, me, and you all in my room and shooting the shit and talking. And Nick and I are really good friends. So the next day we were talking about like um, our social anxiety that night. Like I was worried that he wanted to go to bed because I had texted him on the way. We got there at like 10 o'clock yeah. to the resort or maybe later. We landed at 10. So we got there at like 1130. And Nick was like, I'm going to bed. I'll just come down the lobby and say hi. And then we pull. Then he ends up in my room and we're there for like two hours talking. You made a panini. Um, and I told Nick the next day, I'm like, are you so tired? Like, I know you're trying to go to bed. He was like, are you kidding me? That was honestly, that was like one of the best times I've had in so long because it was just a good hang. And I go, that's why I, you just said it to me. Like, you just made me realize it. I love comedy for the hangs. Oh, great. That's hang. why I love comedy. I like shooting the shit, talking shit, being real, talking about literally any subject is, is, is on limits. No, there's no gross level of like disgusting anyone or just everything. Everyone's emotionally kind of more um, open now. And I said to him, I was like, I kept checking on you to be like, oh, he's being quiet right now. Like he's probably really bored and wants to leave. And he was like, I was checking on you because we were in your room and I didn't want you to feel like we had to stay. He was like, and then I was worried that I wasn't chiming in enough and that you guys were going to think I wasn't funny. And I was like, I love how we're like both obsessing in our heads in trying to take care of each other. So funny. Um, But I just loved hearing how much he like enjoyed that hang because so did I. I think, you know, as you come up as a comic, if you're trying to do comedy and you move to New York or any any city you're in, the main booker, whoever that is, whatever town you're in, they get a lot of like, they, they get a little bit of an ego because they're choosing who lives and who dies. They're kind of King Joffreying it. And you could feel it. And they'll write comments like, this is who I liked or this is who killed. And you know that they, they know that they have power. Yeah, and he's the guy that does that. And you don't feel it. Maybe if you're, uh, I don't know. I don't feel it maybe because I'm like connected through you, but I honestly feel like, you would never feel it with him. No, he has and no it's, ego. It's almost like he should get one. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, a, a he, Yeah, what a loser. No, he's like Noah. Like he can hang. You yeah. know, like there's he's in the he's not a comedian, but it where he was, but and is very, very funny, but there's no part about him where you're like, this is an outsider, like in getting into the business so that they can just get in on our hangs and they didn't earn it. Like he belongs there just Oh, for sure. But there's definitely Not like there's definitely bookers, yeah. But there's definitely bookers that were comedians that didn't that don't belong there. Oh, and that end up like oh, they're just so that, power hungry. It just fucking makes me angry. And if you're listening out there, don't be all that canceled. person. A lot of them are. They eventually kind of get found out for being just like in it for the wrong reasons. But yeah, you know, that's the. There are so many people that find weasel ways in to hang out and to have. I was talking to my manager about how some people are so slow, like on calls. And like, we were talking about the other day, like meetings, just mm-hmm. tedious. Ugh. And I was talking to him about how much I value when we talk on the phone. Cause it's just like in and out. And it's like, it's as quick as a text exchange for conversations. And 
I was asking him, I'm like, you talked on the phone all day long. Do people in this business, show business last if they're those long-winded people that like have to say hello and then tell a story, like have all of like, and just are so... Ugh, but like they talk ultimately you don't get business they say done words like if that. you talk too long they go ultimately i'm thinking it's like what the fuck are you th- get jump to it pal yes ultimately and then they uh, go over the details that everyone is very clear on they have to then go over <laughs> them again it's just like oh god but i said do those people last do you do you do you see those people fall away that are too like, because this industry is so like and he said, no, they end up at the top because no one can tell them to shut up. <laughs> so they just work their way to the top where they can get away with that and no one can take it from them. I mean, there's something to speaking slowly where I, I don't see you going to them. But there's a, a lot of people, including myself, if I'm talking to someone and they and I feel like they have a little bit of power and they start. So I'm thinking and I'd be like. What are you thinking? I try to start meditating because I'm like, I need to calm down and get my heart rate down and like get on their level because they have my. I've life never at spoke stake. to someone as fast as you as you think and you speak. It took me a while to like catch up. I think I'm still catching up. Yeah, last <laughs> night my uh, the guy I'm dating was just like, you are just on a different level in terms of how quickly your brain works. Not like it's like he was not, I'm not patting myself on the back. Like I'm brilliant, but like I just move really, really fast. And I don't realize that other people, I just want other people like just, just walk faster. You know, like I know you can, so Mm -hmm. just do it. But some people's brains, they can't, it's not that they're dumb. They just need a second. And I don't, I, um, I just learned some things about myself last night through talking to uh, the guy I'm dating and him bringing some things about my personality to light that are not that great that I, you know, normally would never want to hear and would want to like never read those YouTube comments. But he, you know, he behaved in a way that I was like, I didn't like how you did this. And he goes, well, it was, I'm not making excuses, but I can't. I, I It's hard to for me to be loving towards you when you do this and this and this. And I was like, wait, I did do all of those things. Mm. And I was like, whoa, I wouldn't want to be loving towards me either. Like, that's not how I want to talk to you. Not only you, but he was like, you can't talk to me like you talk to people that you that work for you. And I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone that way. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't be talking to the people I work for. And he goes, maybe you have to, he was like, I think you're right. You should probably assess the way you talk to people and ask for things. Because it just sounded like my mom being like, EJ, get me that. Nick, get me that. And it's just like, just say please and thank you. And I know you've brought that to my attention before, but I'm like, oh, you're just being sensitive. But the way, when he said it and was like, I do not like for you to talk to me that way. I was like, I don't want to talk to you that way or anyone. Like it just, and I go, and I'm not the type of person that's rude. I don't, I'm grateful when people grab me things or get me things. And so why am I shouting at people to get things? Like, I don't, that's just not who I, I really don't think that's who I am. So I'm misrepresenting myself when I, Cause I'll just be like, Oh, I want that thing. My foot's in the foot massager. Hey, can you get me that thing? And it's like, just say, Hey, would you mind? Give me like, just the way you can say it is tone different. Is everything, man. But I just go fuck tone. I want to speed this up. Like just, I'm, I'm a, t- I'm a little bit spectrum about it. Where yeah. It's like, why do I have to change my tone? But now I realize I, I really have to realize I'm not, I have to be more empathetic. I think that I have a grasp on it. And then I get kind of hit over the head with seeing myself. I think what happens with you, if I could just like, I think 
whenever you like do something where like you're the star of the show, like where it's like outsiders that are like literally they'll they'll do whatever you want. I mean, essentially, like I'm not saying that that's a like like you take advantage of it, but like 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 F Boy Island or something where like you're the star. Like it's hard. To, I'm sure it's hard with you to go from that to just regular life and i'm not saying that it's a bad like i get it like i empathize with it like i can't imagine like being like what do you need what do you want what do you need and then going to life and being like oh no i'm not gonna get you that shit you know what i mean and then you're gonna be like wait like it probably takes a few days to be like okay and i'm not saying that it's a bad thing but it just that would make sense to me yes i and i think that i do that that i have trouble um vacillating between those two worlds where people are their job is to just grab things for me and get them so that I don't have to walk across the room literally because I have to be in a chair getting my makeup done or whatever it is like you have to be ready you got to be on yes and I get it you know ask and 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 like when when it comes between you and me and like you doing things for me like it's a blurred line of like okay are you being paid for this are you just doing this out of kindness and I think that sometimes I think that you were just going to do something out of kindness and you're thinking that you're being bossed around by someone who you're like, I'm not on the clock, but it's like, but when you're off the clock, I just want you to do something out of kindness. And you're like, well, when I'm off the clock, I don't want to do anything for you because when I'm on the (laughs) clock, so I'm not going to do things for my boss out of kindness. And that's where I get like, okay, I can't have my friends work for me then because I want my friends to be doing friendly things for me without me having to go like, Please, like I, I have to, I have to give all these reasons why I can't. Now, will you do it? As opposed to like, this would really make my life easy. Can you do this? Or like, you know, I, it that that's where it gets blurred. Is like, I'm sure when you're off the clock, you don't want to take uh, an order from me. But sometimes, as your roommate, I need you to fulfill an order because my day has no room for me to like get something that I need to get or something. And and I know your day does, and and I want to be able to do those things for you too. Because that's I, what friends yeah, do. I know. I think we always just keep circling back to the same kind of thing. And I think we have a better grasp on it with, like, where each other's coming from Yeah. with that stuff. Um, I think, you know, obviously yesterday was a th- – but, like, my thing is, is, like, if if I'm not working for you and my – let's say my day is open in your eyes, right? Yeah. That's still my day. Right, so my right. time is just as important as your time. You're choosing to work. You're choosing right. to go to these things. That's your time. Right. My time just as important. Even but if I'm just it's jerking. not my on. choice. Sometimes all the things that amount in my day, I literally don't have even a minute to feed myself. I have to do that while I'm driving to the But next that's still thing. your choice. It's not though because there are people, there's money in productions. It all lines up so it's a day. Like it would be the same as if you, you know, you having a mom who might be sick and you have to go visit her is well, it's your choice. You have a mom. Like I, I have a job. It yeah. wasn't my. Ch- Sometimes I agree to a job not knowing that all of the jobs are gonna. I can't see the future that much. Where a day where I have literally no time to go to the grocery store, and I and I desperately want an order to be picked up, and I I need food in my house. That is the kind of. That's not me being like. I just feel like I need a frame from Target. Andrew, you're not doing anything today. Get me a frame. It's like. This is a necessity, and I truly have not a single window to do it. Mm-hmm. Could you do it? Yes. Yes. My thing is, is that, like, I, I, if I look back at our friendship, and when you've asked me to do something, even off the clock, I think 
I've rarely, I, I can't even remember a time I've ever flat out said no to you. So my thing is, is that because if I do say no, I feel like you're going to go, well, you have in your mind, you're going to start thinking, well, you have this open today. I have work. You don't have. So me even thinking of saying no, I'm thinking, okay, well, now if I say no, she's going to judge me and be upset. Because she assumes that I have a free day or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then I'm in a position where I can't, I don't feel comfortable saying no because I don't want to feel the anger from you. But if and you I said no, I would just say, like, if you said I can't today, I'd say, I literally I have no time. And then that would open up a discussion of why can't you? I know, but I don't, say, wanna, I, don't I don't even want to, I don't even want to have to answer that. That's the difference. Like, like, I don't think you understand, like... I don't think you understand helping friends when there's nothing in but, it for you. But that's... But that's... I. That's what I don't think you understand. But that's kind of a... That's... I Before we even... Before you even ask me to do anything, I walked Luigi, I got Starbucks, and I got Zevia for us yesterday. I, so, the Zevia so, thing, you got on your own, I didn't ask that, and I, I was appreciative no, but of listen, it, but, but that listen, was yours too. But listen, I've done... And I asked you to walk Luigi for me, and I said, please, I'm so sorry I don't have time, and I I'm not, said was I'm grateful not, for I'm that. Not, and I bought my own Starbucks, you picked it up, and I appreciate that, but I, I get you Starbucks. I've spent... If I added up all the money I've spent on Starbucks, I'm not comparing it, but it's truly, Andrew, like... I I think of you when you don't ask me to think of you and think of what could make his life better and easier, what could nurture him and make him feel good when you don't ask for it. And I don't feel that from you as much. And so when I have something that I'm just like, God, I don't want to ask him to do this. I really don't. And I do it and it's met with, I guess. And it's just, it's not even going to the grocery store and going through the aisles. It's picking up bags that would be mm -hmm. pre already loaded and you just have to go in and get the bags and bring them to your car. And I would be so grateful. You saying, I guess, is like just not. I just don't doesn't feel I, good. I, I, okay, I hear you. But I just feel like when you say that I don't think of you or if I don't uh, do things for you and that's like a blanket statement, that just like it just when I can literally like go through like I don't it's like not a pissing contest, but it's like. I feel like I you, do. you do. I know you I do know things you, for me. You do so, stuff for me all the time. This so, so the other so, day you offered to go over my set for that Bruce Springsteen show. You were like, you can send me it and I'll help you with it. That was something I didn't ask for that you offered that was just going to take your time and was only for me. The, I can think of examples like that. But yesterday with the groceries, I just, I was just like, I. But have I ever said no to you? Rage. Have I ever said no to you? But the thing is, you should be able to say no to me. It's just in those moments, I. <laughs> but, I but do you understand like why I can't? Because you say to me that I don't think of you and I don't do things for you. That's what you just said. But you're allowed to say no to me. It's just, <laughs> and I'm allowed to say, listen, I know that you don't want to do this today. I really need you, please, and and have that discourse instead of. I guess. When? How many times have I done I guess like that? Yesterday. I know, but that's one time out of a million fucking times you've asked me to do something. That's I don't my think thing. It's the first time, but it was. But it was just that. Res I'm just talking about that isolated incident. Okay, the isolated that incident but, was not fun. But then you go, "What do you mean? I guess." That's what you said when I, I go. I guess because I was like, "What do you mean? I guess." It sounds huh? like both of What's you. This? Both of you are asking it's for kind the of same thing when it comes to tone. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean. Yeah, it, it is. I just tone is everything. I, I'm just like struggling with being seen as a boss or a friend and having like 
those mm-hmm. that that I'm just thinking now, oh, people are only nice to me because I pay them. And they don't do anything mm-hmm. for me unless they're on the clock. And they don't even and they are they roll their eyes and resent it if they're off the clock to do something nice for me. And so all the nice things you do for me, I'm like, oh wait. I like have a, a memento moment where I go back and I see all the times, all of our good times, and I'm like, oh, he's just doing that because I pay him. I could see how And you I've given him, a, afforded him opportunities. And the day he has a free day where he could sacrifice some of his free time to make my day a little better, and I'm not going to pay him for it, it's just is, it's, it's, I guess. And it's like, I, okay, I don't know. But, if, how, if, I, but if, my point is, is that. Yeah. You, it's just hard because I feel like I you think use I'm just going to stop asking for things from you and get an assistant first. Well, like, you stuff did around that. The house. You did that. Initially. I did that, and then she 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 didn't do anything. Yeah, she wasn't <laughs> able to do it. Um, but I just need to do that and like not ask things from you that you can't give me. But because I don't you mind. Do doing... give me support in ways that other people don't. Like I think it's just a, a an issue of wanting someone to be like to to you know well i do that so you should do that and it's like we don't all operate we don't all show our love and our friendship in the same way and that i have friends who would do that for me but it doesn't mean you have to yeah but i feel like i do do a lot of things like that but i think it's because i pay you no dude you Mm -hmm. don't dude how many times have you like i don't think i'm like that dude that's like a i don't i mean if that's how you view it that's like i don't know what to say i think you don't even realize it's why what ultimately you're looking for and maybe something for you to focus on when all these jobs and stuff are done is mm-hmm. partnership is just a yeah, good someone whole well that's what i thought roommates are that are sharing a refrigerator and food and that was a, the groceries to me was a thing that roommates tackle together um and but it's not and that's why i think we just set i decided yesterday like Separate groceries, never going to get something for you again. And I'm not saying that, like, I'm not doing anything. Like, I don't need to think about your food needs. You've already asked me not to. I, You stay out of my food. I stay out of yours. I don't need to get you things at the grocery store unless you ask for them. You don't need to get me things at the grocery store unless I ask for them. And that is the way it goes. So there's not this, like, imbalance. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with that. I mean, that's fine with me. I just and I got like, a label maker, so I'm going to put it to good use. <laughs> You're going to label each Zevia inside. Yeah, I will. Let's get to the news. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. You heard it here first. I, don't, I think it's helpful. You heard it here first. for me. Sorry for both of us. I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry. What do you mean you Just guess? Kidding. I'm sorry. Just kidding. Oh, I'm sorry, too. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't have my own. Um... Okay, I hope you're having all the swells out there. And uh, today's Wednesday. You know what that means, Nick? It's Thursday? No, it's Wednesday. Okay, okay. Damn it. I always, I almost got it. (laughs) All right. Student athletes (laughs) from Cambridge University compiled a racy calendar where they posed naked to raise money for health awareness. So these people that are athletes at Cambridge, which I think is a pretty. Yeah, that's that's one of those Ivies. Oxford kind of thing. Yeah, that's Oxford, Harvard. Cambridge, Yale. I mean, here's the thing. University a little bit Phoenix. selfish, right? You're an athlete. You got a great body. You want to show it off. And then you go, hey, this is for charity, which is a bigger cause. I feel like a, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Anything that, anything charitable, if you're naked for it, good. If you're not, fine. Like, we can look at this stuff all day long and go, oh, it's just people. You know, me performing with Bruce Springsteen and Jon Stewart, every, I'm on this red carpet and I keep getting asked, 
what why is tonight so important for you because it's it's an event for the troops for veterans injured veterans and their families i had to I had to, you know, I had to actually dig deep and go, why is this important to me other than this lineup is insane and I wanted to be here and get wasted by uh, Bruce Springsteen, which is what uh, my brother-in-law calls when a guy <laughs> grabs your waist. He's like, I saw you get got, get wasted by Bruce. And I'm like, that's so funny. W-A-I-S-T-E-D. So steal that and use that. I like that. Get waste. I got wasted by Bruce Springsteen. And, you know, I could say all day, I'm, I do this because I really, I took I took a flight to New York City on my day off and uh, flew here and had hair and makeup done, all this stuff, so I could perform for the veterans. Yeah, I'm glad it's a good cause, but like, whatever. But but it's great. For the troops. But great. That's that's the type of event that they throw to get big comedians that will get big donors to show up and yes. donate money. So whether or not I'm doing it for the right reasons, which I did end up really thinking about it and being like. Oh, this foundation's fucking awesome. This is going to make me think more charitably and and be in that mind. But whatever my reason for being there was, so what? I didn't get paid. I was there giving something that earned money for veterans and their families. If you were doing something for charity like these college kids are, it's basically all the athletes stripped down naked and they pose for this calendar together. If you had to do something where you and Andrew, let's say, had to strip down naked thing is no one makes you if you have to that's a different story <laughs> but this is their idea you know like if andrew and i put out a co- calendar where we're naked it could be a funny calendar and it's all for charity or i did an only i was thinking of doing an only fans with feet Oni? or or whatever uh, or just like hot pictures or like yeah. tit pics whatever and donating all the money people could still say i'm just doing it for the attention Here's i don't the need thing, the money though. but is that does that mean it's not good if you make it artsy it's different. What about fartsy? Even better. <laughs> Smelly. <laughs> Stinky. No, oh but God. you know what I mean? Like, like there's something about like, if you pose like this. Yeah, if you're naked and, you and there's like. just a little tit. Mark then it's Seliger not... takes it, the picture, then it's suddenly art. And if you do it. Yeah. So if you did in it. In a mirror selfie. You're so if you didn't whore. do it on OnlyFans, right? You set up your own charity page. Yeah. You go here. I'm not doing OnlyFans. I'm doing this very artistic. You get a very good photographer. But you show your tits, but they're like maybe they're covered in like a little bit of paint or yeah. something like Van Gogh. Or like Gogh-ish. dog tags on my nipples for yeah. the veterans. <laughs> yeah, and you're give well, or yeah, or you're giving money to dogs that need yes. to be tagged or or whatever, whatever it is. But you just make it a little classy. People will still call you out. People will still say it's like you. I wouldn't do it just because it would make people would say Nikki just thinks she's hot and wants to like show off. I'd rather just do it and <laughs> yeah, like when just I got lean asked to do when, I, you know I used to do a joke about it I should bring it back about PETA when they asked me to do they wrote me and were like I've always wanted PETA to like acknowledge that I'm a vegan and like animal rights champion and that sounds like I have won something but I just champion animal rights is more of a, a <laughs> verb than a noun but um but the fact that or I guess adjective uh, if I'm a champion but well, I don't know anymore. But anyway, um, no, best. I guess it's a noun. So um, when they asked me, I thought that I was going to get to do one of those. I would, n- I'd rather go naked than wear fur, where you get to pose with your tits out, and and it's for the animals. Yeah, I don't yeah. really want to, but this is like a campaign. Like you have to do this. And instead, they asked me if I wanted to do uh, dress as a sheep, wear a sheep costume, <laughs> like a big baggy sheep, a disheveled, grumpy sheep, and say, um, you know, don't, you know, your wool coat uses, hurts me, and I'm just like a bloody, 
kind of d- disgruntled is- old sheep. And I literally, when I got the email, was like, here it comes. Ready? Like I started like sucking in and kind of sitting up straight. And Start it's doing like, crunches. You're ready I to go. I should find the email. It's so upsetting. You know, it reminds me of like when a hot reality guy asked you to do a podcast instead of fucking. Like it's the same kind so of. So many times this happens to me where I get asked, where, where I think it's going to be something. Like when Gleb Sevchenko, I went to that um, iHeart Awards with him. Yeah. And he was like, Nikki, uh, you know, Dancing with the Stars is coming back uh, September. I was like, yeah. And he's like, um, you know, uh, I talked to, uh, I talked, what's her name? I talked to the booker of Dancing with Stars. You know what, Nikki? You know what she said? Because she, I said, I told, I told her, I, I told Dina, I'm going to I Heart of Words with Nikki Glazer. And you know what she said to me? She said, you know, thinking about this next season, you and Nikki. And I was like, What? No way, because Gleb knows I want to go back. I go, no way. He goes, you and yes, Nikki, yes. And I was like, shut up. And he was like, you and she said, you and Nikki look for your next partner at the awards. Maybe you find her. <laughs> oh, I, oh my God. I aged like seven years in that sense. At by the end of that sentence, can I ask a question? If you went back on Dancing with the Stars, would you feel more pressure or less? Because if you got voted off first again, it would be so funny. No, I'd feel less. I would feel so free. I would kill it. Yeah. Whether I was on one episode or not, I would fucking kill it. It would be amazing. No, I love that. This is what I got. We're big fans of yours and love everything you do to promote a vegan lifestyle. Da, 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 da. Um, here's what we know will get people's attention and really help this campaign. We want to dress you in a lazy slash funny sheep costume. Lazy. And have you talked? Why to the, is it lazy? Have you talked to the camera in a very straightforward and dry way to tell people, hey? I'm a sheep, and that wool you're wearing is actually mine. <laughs> we'll develop the script and work on it with you to tweak it so it's just right and on brand for you. Thanks and warms regards. Let me know what you think. Thanks and warms regards, Rachel Peta. <laughs> oh my god! I legit. Let me hear to write be... back. Let me hear what you wrote back. Uh, I wrote back to my uh, my agents. Gave it to me. I go. I don't love this creative, but I would love to work with them in another way. Winky naked, and then and then, and then never got anything back. You're like, let me just hold a Maltese in front of my vagina. They'd rather like, me not spread the word about how fur is bad than have bad. me pose naked. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> All right, next story. Um, President, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. An Amazon worker, I don't know if you've seen this video. Uh, he went viral in October after a woman was filmed leaving the back of his truck. Said the attention the video received oh, got him fired. Whoa, wait. Yeah. So he was hooking up on yeah. the job? Yeah. And like someone in caught, a neighborhood mm-hmm. when he was delivering packages? Yeah. And Hell someone yeah. filmed it. And he got fired That's for what like happened two to my, years later. My box it was all dented in <laughs> Well, wet. he said no um, boxes were missing from the truck and that he got fired because the video went viral. Oh. Or the photo, whatever. Listen, you shouldn't have stranger pe- like people in your truck when. They could take things, but Amazon will gladly just give you another one. If like you don't get your box, have you ever not gotten something from Amazon or had it been the wrong thing? You literally make a complaint and they're just, it is cheaper. They did a study. This is fucked up. They put sensors on things that were returned to Amazon. Yeah. And the sensors all ended up in a landfill because it is more expensive for them to restock things than to just throw it in the trash. Got you. And... So when you return something to Amazon, it ends up in the trash. Also, how many of those Amazon workers are getting laid in their office? That's and when you just, call them and you go, like, my package didn't arrive, they'll send you another. That's you can, that guy's office, though. You know what I mean? Like, Well, haven't you ever had sex at work, How many people have Andrew? sex? Yeah, yeah. Have I? Yeah. 
I mean, I've masturbated at a <laughs> dog owner's house. That's not really that's sexual. But you've had sex in an office, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you so. risk ev- everything of of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> because you host the show, and they can't really get rid of you. Just kidding, but not. Just kidding. Um, just get. Uh, just get. I mean, um, yeah, I've I've had sex in an office and and in places. It's so fun, and I wouldn't do it now because I'm like an adult and and realize that that's that's. I would do it again. <laughs> that was a lie. I just lied to you guys. If I, I drove would do an it again. It's so hot. My girlfriend. I would one thousand percent do that. Yes. It wouldn't even be a question. I'm so tired of people saying, like, calling people out for things that they absolutely would do. And, well, like, that's what the guy was saying. He's like, I did what any American man would do. Like, his girlfriend shows up, lets her into the truck. This, Nothing went missing. All packages got delivered. This is when UPS, UPS should come out and go, not only are we going to hire you, we're going to give you a bed. <laughs> In our truck. <laughs> and it would be such good promotion for them. Because be Amazon's kicking their ass right now, I'm sure. Well, I think... Um, or maybe UPS delivered for Amazon. I think it I was bring your girlfriend to work your dick day <laughs> at, at Amazon. So I think he was actually following the... B-Y-O-G-F. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, so many people are bringing their girlfriends to work. Like, I've gotten yes. in Ubers and there's been, like, friends in the front seat of the person driving. <laughs> Oh, that's the best. And you and can't you say go, anything. What, what is the, and I, I do, and I go, is this cool? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess it is because you seem comfortable. Um, good for that guy, man. If you need a job, I don't know anyone, but good luck. Let's take a break and come back with Why Do I Care? <laughs> Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why do I care? Why do I, I don't care? Know anymore. Paul Rudd, two Ds. Oh, sexiest man alive. No, no, oh. not that. He, but he did hit get a that. woman with his car yesterday. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone sexiest man alive. No. 52 years old actor jokes. I'm going to lean into it hard. I'm going to own this. I'm not going to try to be like, oh, I'm so He's modest. He's so funny. He is. I mean, it pays to be a family man and a nice looking guy that doesn't seem like you abuse women in Hollywood. Yes. Okay, I learned something from Paul Rudd the other day. Whoa, what's this? It's a, it's a camera trick that he did on the Graham Norton show that was on Reddit, and I want to see if I can do it. Are you photoing me? Yeah. Hold on. Oh, wait. How did he do that? Now I'm looking at it. I'm like, how the fuck did he do that? Oh, I think it's like that. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay. Um, what is the trick? Should I smile? What it? Wait, you'll see. I'm taking. So I'm, I'll tell you how to do it in a second. I just want to do it. Do I have a hat on? Wait, hold on. Can I guess? Yeah, well, hold on. I'm putting my finger in front of. Am I in a my wave? Camera. 
Hold on. How did he fucking do that? Okay, now I, I see. Okay, so look. Look. Which way? All right, so I'm gonna zoom. I'm gonna. Oh, this sucks. Um, he does. He puts his finger in front of the camera, and it looks like whoever's like it looks like you're about to blow someone. Okay, look. Doesn't that look like the ass that you're about to go down on? Oh, I see. So <laughs> the see ass it? is above my head. Yeah, the ass is my finger. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I see yeah, that. It, yeah. I had to crop it a little bit. If but, I went like this, it would have been funnier. Yes, but he did it. There, he did it. You got to check Paul, Paul Rudd on the Graham Norton show. He did this amazing iPhone trick where he puts his finger in front of the camera, and it will make whoever he's taking a picture of look like they're about to blow a guy with like a huge ass and a big thigh <laughs> gap. But um, he's so cool, and like you know, uh, obviously, classically, the the young he never ages and all yeah. those things. He's he's so and he is sexy. And could a woman win? A fifty-two hottest woman alive, or yeah. sexiest woman alive. I think they do it just to be like, you know, we're di- like we're honoring older women because yes. we have to, kind of thing. Paul but Rudd feels more. Paul like, Rudd's legit sexy. Yeah, like I, I feel like not that I've seen him a few times. Though, have you met him before? No, I haven't. You've seen him in person? Yeah, in in Tribeca, and I mean, he's just a he's a handsome guy. He just looks like the everyday. God, he was so cute and clueless. He kind of yeah. looks like your partner. We might get Marky Mark to plant a celebrity tree. When he says that on Clueless, that is the line where I was just like, God, he's so adorable. He tilts his head when he's driving. He goes, yeah, I have a tree people meeting later. And Cher's like, oh, my God, what, what's your tree people meeting about or whatever? And he's like, we might get Marky Mark to plant a celebrity tree. And she's like, oh, Marky Mark, taking time out of his <laughs> pants dropping schedule. Not knowing that later on Mark Wahlberg's a huge, huge star. But yes. at the time, Marky Mark was ridiculous. Um, he's so adorable. He was so – even on, in um, – I was reminded of him. Was that his first movie that he blew up in? Yeah. Uh, and then he was in Romeo and Juliet. He played uh, oh. uh, the guy that was uh, the, Juliet's parents trying to set her up with Paris. I think his name is. But he he was in the Brittany Murphy documentary when they showed her bouncing around in Clueless and all the roles she's had. And uh, like, yeah, I just I that that doc- documentary. Oh, holy boy. fucking shit! I loved it so much, and I'm still thinking about it and haunted by it and her. Um, I hate her. But yeah, boyfriend. Paul Rudd's so cute and seems like a nice guy. Um. Sexiest man alive, like don't really care about who gets that. I didn't doesn't even really know it was matter still to going me. On. Doesn't yeah. really sexiest woman alive. I don't even think they do it. Do they they say most fifty most beautiful people, they do that. They'll do woman of the year. That's Time magazine, but I don't think they do sexiest woman alive, but maybe they do. Is it because like why? Man, I was just on some account today that was like a deep dive of like <laughs> Kylie Jenner and like what she looked like before and the Hadids, like how they've changed. There's this thing you can get where you get threads like in your forehead and it pulls back your eyes so they, you look like Hadids. Mm. And I think that's what they do is like the thread lifting. And I really, I'm not opposed to doing some stuff. I was, you know, I had a good a good showing on the red carpet the other night and I looked at the pictures and I go, oh, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little bit older. I can see it. I was watching Jennifer Aniston on the morning show the other day and I was like, I'm getting a, a kind of an Aniston, a 50-year-old Aniston vibe in my 30s and that's fine. But like I can see things, things are falling. I'm okay with it, but it's I definitely, don't... I definitely look different. Like it's inevitable. I don't know why I keep thinking it's not. Yes. Noah, but we're going to age. I think 
I don't know. It's gonna I happen. Like, I like how I look now more than I do too. My 20s. I gotta say that. I feel like you look just, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but like just as good or younger than yeah. when I met you three years ago. Yes. I look back at pictures and stuff. Like I, I feel fine about myself. And I think it really is I, as cheesy as it is, is being like, it's from within. And it's like I'm more comfortable with myself. So it just. I saw Kylie Jenner too before she got all the work done at No Boo. Uh, not no boobs. Yeah, she and had, no upper lip. She had like she had like a skeleton. She lip looked of, like, like um, no lip, like, like emo. Like she was pale. Yeah, she has black hair. She was insanely pale. She was tall, but she was. But for her to go from yeah. no lip to that lip, I'm like anything could be done with your lip. Like I was just studying it today, being like, God, I kind of want to try some stuff. I don't know. She would she be? Would you be funny if you had these big duck lips? I'm funny looking, and also I don't care about being I, like. I know, but would you think it looks hot? I've seen just so no. It's much- not even like I want. Oh my god, more people will like me, and I'll be more successful. It's just like a new haircut. No one gets mad when a girl does a new haircut to look better. Why do they get mad when she does lips to get better? Noah, did yes. I just make a good point? Yeah, well, hair can be grown back. And- yeah, but lips can be shrunk back. Okay. Yeah, it, well, if that's the case, then that's the thing. Like she must yeah, have to get so much maintenance for it. Yeah, I just feel Here's like Here's the thing. I do think like there's certain surgeries that you can't come back from. With, with yes. that certain, certain women have done stuff. certain lips, certain lifts. facelifts. Yes. Where But there's like you buy a home, you can't come back from that. No one goes, "Oh, you, you bought can... this fucking home." Like that's a that's a life-changing decision. Of course, yes, you can sell it and you can move on, but like that could bankrupt you in a way like that a yes, facelift of could bankrupt your face and people don't get mad at people for doing that. I'm not gonna... mad at people for doing it. Why are you it? so mad? I mean, I'm just fucking angry. No, I I honestly like I want I just uh, I don't want to be I guess it's not it's not about mad. Hurt. It's like I would feel hurt if you were hurt for yes. making a decision like that. Aww. Yes. I would feel hurt too and I would I would only do it if I knew <clears throat> how bad it could be and like I'd be okay with the consequences. Mm-hmm. You know like I could still love myself even if this went completely wrong. Like what if I did this? I mean, if it if it's something that if there was a, like it's the same <laughs> as buying shoes, like if you like a new pair of shoes, that yeah, cool? if, if that's what you want to look like. That's not what anyone wants to look like. But if that's what <laughs> you want to look like, Go ahead and be it. Okay, let's play Wild Card Wednesday. Our, um, <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. You just look like you're having an allergic reaction or crying and wiping your face. You mean hot? Yeah. Um, Noah, what <laughs> is the game we're playing today? Today we're playing Finish My Sentence. Yes, that's where we try to finish each other's sentences thinking of what we would say for this. And what is the sentence that we're completing? Okay. I could talk for hours about... And the disclaimer is, you can't answer golf, and you can't answer <sighs> Taylor Swift. Okay. Mm. I'm going to do Noah first. I'm going to be Noah. Oh, I'm in this okay. too? Yeah. How about just you and Andrew? <laughs> you just got in. You just got, you got, you got inducted okay. into the Finish My Line Hall of Fame. Okay. <laughs> Wait. I could talk. I could talk for hours about, um, well, jujitsu. I think, but I could talk for hours about okay. what what moving to Arizona has done for my life and what <laughs> positive effects just doing the hard thing and standing up for myself has done for my life. That's good. Dang. And like, I, and by the way, that was sounded like me making fun of you, but like, no, I like talking about that stuff too. And I love that you can expound on those topics. I'll, I'll do Noah now. Okay. Um, so, uh, 
Uh, that seems mean. What? <laughs> so, anyways, I was um, I don't really uh, have many things to say. I'm a little nervous about this, but my house, I love talking about my house. I don't know. Why do what I, I never really talk about my house? No, you don't. <laughs> yes, you do. Say one thing Wait. about her house. She always says, I don't know what to do with the house. I own a house now. And I, I, Name I don't. Name one detail of her house. She bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> I think you talk about your house. No. I could talk. Okay, Andrew. Okay. Oh, shit. Wait, does Noah. So, oh, yeah. So I lost, obviously. Nikki won that round. That's like totally yeah, the yeah, only things yeah, I have to say. Bad. Okay, Sorry. Andrew, do you want to do me? Um, you go first. I could talk for hours. I'm Andrew. I could talk for hours about people who do fucking shit that just like, it's just like some people's like fucking, they're fucking like <laughs> the way they fucking say some stuff. Like sometimes like the way people fucking talk, it just makes me want to fucking, fucking <laughs> kill them. And I fucking just like hate the way people like, why do you have to be that fucking way? That Sometimes just like the way people fucking just talk. It's just like, that's, that's what you could talk about. I don't even know what you're saying, but it's the way you fucking do this thing when they fucking do this. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a sign maybe that people don't know of you, but like you can get pretty yeah. upset about these fucking posts that these guys do that think they're so fucking cool. You can talk about guys doing things. I like saying things. fuck sometimes yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that, that people, was good. You could talk a lot about people who think they're cool. Uh, Essentially, kuh. Kuh. Yeah, it's a cool, lot of kuh. things you see on TikTok. All right, Noah, do you want to do me? Well, I was going to say uh, stuff <laughs> that you see people doing on your Instagram feed. That annoys you, right? That annoys yeah. you or, that you like. Or just, just like... Just yeah. like oh, okay. Okay, so what other Nikki people won. are doing. That one. Nikki <laughs> <won> that one. <laughs> Once you added the like thing, uh, it went to me. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Um, shit. Uh, I mean, it can't what be can't Taylor. I talk I know, that's about. the Jesus thing. Christ. It's like, I, I'm trying to find something that's like that new. You have enough to answer this. <laughs> For some reason, I read the. the Hi, I'm Nikki. Hi. I'm Nikki, and I like to talk about stocks. <laughs> <laughs> I love NASDAQ. I love Dow. Almost I love how I love it goes NASCAR. up and go down. It goes up, and then it goes down, and then I think about how that affects my life and how what Wait, I what can do to do stop the, it. You gave me a great line the other day oh, about- oh, Dow Jones. Down syndrome. Uh, wait, wait, down. When it comes to stocks, you have Dow syndrome. Down, Dow syndrome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Guys, look for that line in my act. That's really good. Thanks. Have you used it? Yet? No, it was, I was going to do it the other night and I forgot to do it. But that was such a good bit. It was about like certain apps on your phone that you will never get rid of. Even because I'm just talking about like when you act, when you remove an app, they all are like, are you going to delete me? And you go, no, you're, you're okay, calculator. Like you can't, I can't delete you. Stocks, <laughs> I can't delete you. I'm trying to think of what's a good example of an app that like you absolutely. I feel like Starbucks will always be there for you. What's, what are, can I look at your apps on your phone real quick when we move into final thought? Yeah, for sure. Final thought. Um, Here, look at my apps if you want to as well. Nothing really that great though. Wait, let me see yours. Oh, you know what it's I might all, do like, this airports weekend? airports and shit. Well, so all too well, um, uh, or sorry, Taylor Swift is coming out with her red re-release. 
And um, I, I might do, messages. I might start a um, YouTube page of me reacting to Taylor Swift things. I've never done like a reaction. But oh. all you have to do is watch it and just say shit. You know what you like, do on TikTok? You could do duets where it's like on the side. I, 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 I might do that. It'd be easy. What's Beyond Menu? I'm looking at your apps. Um, I don't know. It says BM. Is that just a way to log your shits? A log log? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. You have TaskRabbit, which I'm guessing you have not used ever. How much do you use ESPN? I need a TaskRabbit to get my TaskRabbit. Uh-huh. ESPN? I use that a decent amount. Okay. Uh, you have nothing really that crazy here. Wait, do- What's Flickster? Mm. Flickster could go. Flickster can go. Erase that bitch right now. Oh, my Wait, God. Wait, I want to look at your activity. Can I see it? Because I told you to turn it on yeah, last I time think we checked. I Screen it time. On. Okay. Okay, daily average. You're doing eight hours, 27 minutes. That's terrible. Um, Instagram, you're spending- Oh God! Whoa. I don't even want. Oh, day. I'm gonna go today. I was on week. Uh, TikTok, you're on. Oh, two... so wait, I'm eight hours for a week. Uh, no, 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 day, dude. Uh, oh my God! Today, let's go to days. That's not good. Yesterday, it was your day off. You know, ish, right? Yeah. Um, yesterday you did eight hours and fifteen minutes on your phone. Will you go to mine? Yeah. Where? Uh, wait one sec. So you have the um, you have Sephora, you have the Arch. The Arch, yeah, that's my the radio oh, station I radio listen station. to uh-huh. um, every morning. I mean, you have a Courtney lot of smart show. things. You have like New York Times. You have the New York. Uh, you have what else? The New Yorker. Yep, all the New York. Yeah, <laughs> the New York Post. Then we have like ninety airplanes, uh, Airbnb, car gurus. Car guru, it's just a great car app when you're looking for a used car. What's or, Asos? What's all, well, Let me see. Asos. A- Asos. <clears throat> Asos. It's a. Uh, you know, a clothing brand that I don't actually use. Clue? I, I, Clue is um, a period tracker app. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Pet I'm finder? A, I'm a high for fertility day. I had to take the morning after. <laughs> what is it? Pet finder? Pet finder. Looking for a bird. Okay. That's like, you know, a dating app for birds. Letting go? Halsedin? Uh, letting go is a um, an app where you... It's it's an it's Al-Anon uh, literature, oh. which is I'm not an Al-Anon, but it's um it's a great little daily reader. And so if you open it, it'll tell you like today's lesson. And it just teaches you about how like accept yourself and accept others. And some days I just like need it. And yeah, you're, okay. So your sorry. Instagram yeah, use, yeah. yesterday you were on that was your most used one, two hours and ten minutes. YouTube um an hour and forty seven minutes. TikTok hour and nine minutes. Google Maps fifty eight minutes. So I'm guessing you were just had that up while okay, you were going yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so that could count. What? Yeah, and then messages thirty three minutes, Safari thirty one minutes, Gmail twenty two minutes, and then we go on and it gets you know ESPN three minutes, um, stripchat dot com really five minutes. I wonder what that's from. Pornhub six minutes. That's exactly how long it takes me to come. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh God, wait, go to my. Can I see wait, mine? is it six minutes a day that's for so the day? Vulnerable. That was yesterday. That was exactly that was how long it took me to find five a video minutes on Stripchat. <laughs> Strip, strip chat, chat came before. First of all, strip chat. I'm just saying, like, I don't chat on. Strip. Dude, it was like, at six a.m. That came up probably. Pornhub was at six a.m. Yeah, I was an early riser. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me see. Wait, mine. where is yours? I I'll find I don't it. Know where it is. Oh my god, your phone is so tiny. I like it. It's a uh, twelve. Minute. Yeah, that's a cutie. Okay, screen time. Um, you know what it is, though? And I'm not just like saying... Strip chat comes up when you put a porn hub. Right, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, that makes sense. Okay, so it was six minutes. Yeah. Um, I want to go to a day off. Um, so I have to go back to 2008. 
Oh yeah, because when <laughs> um, no, I'll go to um yesterday. I was ten hours and fifty eight minutes on my phone. Now let me break that down for you because that is not what you think it is. Most used uh, messages was. Ch- Can I go through? Can yeah, go? yeah. Please. All right, here we go. That doesn't make. Hold on. Wait a second. This doesn't make sense for. Oh. Ten hours. I mean, what the fuck was? That doesn't make sense. Oh, this is doing show categories. Okay. Wait. What was my Instagram? Was that wait more than two hours? Okay. Hold on. But this no Instagram was three hours and three minutes. Add up to ten. This doesn't add up to ten hours. I don't even know what I was doing on Instagram. I feel like I'm on TikTok way more. Maybe it does. No, this does not add up to ten hours. There's no way that this is ten hours. So I think all the extra time was um, my white app noise. Show today. Why is not that showing up? That could be it if you have your phone running overnight. Yes, that's that's why I have these kinds of numbers um, for sure. But, oh, I, I see, because I was doing social. All right, here we go. So today, then we're going to go yesterday. 10 hours and 58 minutes. Um, three, one, two, three, four, five. That's only five hours. What was the rest doing? This doesn't make sense. But you can just read my times. It was not 10 hours. You can read my times there. All right, your top is Reddit. An hour and 10 minutes. Now, do you, okay. Time I'm, to go to bed. Instagram, 59 minutes. That's not bad at all. Waze is your thing. Camera, 36 minutes. That's surprising. I think I was editing. Um, oh, I was getting photos from the Bruce Bruce Springsteen thing, and I was like editing photos and uh, doing <laughs> this, stuff This is them. my favorite part so far. You got camera. <laughs> you got a camera, 36. Sephora, 25. Safari, 20. <laughs> Books. 15. <laughs> <laughs> At least I read for 15 minutes yesterday. That's not bad. I know. It's just funny. It's just funny. Where are books on yours, bitch? Oh, I don't even have <laughs> You don't even know what the, But I didn't even find attempt it. it. <laughs> well, I was on the plane, and that's when I fell asleep was 15 minutes of reading. What book were you reading? I'm reading, um, God, what was it? Uh, it was David Spade's book. I'm rereading. Oh. It. What's so RTR? Uh, Rent the Runway. Okay. Yeah, Snapseed? That's a photo editing I mean, other than that, you're not. You didn't do any porn yesterday. No, no, no. I don't. I haven't had time to jerk off recently. But um, you're getting laid. Mm-hmm. I am. It's pretty nice. <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty nice. I mean, every, nothing else really jumps out at me here. Note: seventeen seconds. So you're writing a lot. <laughs> I wrote down <laughs> something. I would love to see what is I fucking yeah, wrote down in my see, notes. Maybe What's my seventeen see. seconds that I wrote in my notes? <laughs> Gotta see. That's Nikki's writing process. That was from today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was? It was a w- new word that I put in that I just learned. <laughs> what word? Insouciant. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Sounds like a sushi. Do you dish. know what it what means? Insouciant. Yeah. Um. Neither do I. Um, I had to fake? look it up. It says showing a casual lack of concern. Oh, indifference. I said something fake. Oh. Casudio. So the other day, my mom said, That's we have to I go did. to Aunt Lynn's house, and I, we're going to go there and surmise the situation. And I, she said it. T- I let it go the first time. Mm. She goes, we just got to go there and surmise the situation. And I go... I got to say, that's not the right word. I just, And she goes, yeah. And my dad goes, yes, it is. She's going to surmise the situation. I go, no, it's not. And he goes, uh, Siri, 
Give me the definition of surmise. And it was like, to um, guess about something that you don't know. It's like, I'm going to guess. I'm going to surm- I'm oh. going to guess. I will surmise that you are thinking this, something I don't know. So for my mom to go walk into Lynn's place and surmise, I said, you mean assess? And she goes, yes. And so even today, she goes, we're over here surmising. <laughs> it sounds like she's like trying to figure, like, De- detective work on figure out how your aunt passed away. I just love when someone gets a new word that they're just their little trigger happy on. Oh, I've never done yeah. it. <laughs> I swear to God, I've never learned a new word and used it like, like daring uh, conversation. Yeah, like where I'm like, hey, look at this word. I yeah, know. maybe uh, not. Ignorant. You seem like someone who would le- like new words. Erroneous. Yeah. I like that word. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem like someone at all. No, seriously, Andrew, you seem like someone who like has a just thirst and for new vocabulary oh, and, and complex concepts. Just kidding. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. We gotta go, <laughs> dude. That was insidious, dude. Oh my god, Luigi! Good morning, like, Luigi. Knows when we are wrapping things up. He's so cute, guys. Check out our video if to watch Luigi. Watch the podcast. Um, it's on YouTube now. Please go watch and support us. Get our numbers up on there. We would love it. Um, rate and review us. Just subscribe over there. That would be awesome. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for being with us during our little argument today. It means so much to us that you still put up with us despite (laughs) us being imperfect. And I feel the same way about you guys. Um, I love you. Thank you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Don't be cut. And Jack the Snowman. Wait, Jack Frost. (laughs) Jack the Snowman. (laughs) What was his name? Jack Frost or Frosty. Fuck. (laughs) Surmise. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wildcard on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.